0: This is
1: To Bet Sports. Do To Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Do To Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Do To Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron
0: Holzman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the it's Associated Press
1: is full of shit. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Do To Bet Sports Show, special edition. Oakland first, Oakland show of the meet. We're gonna be covering Oakland all season long. We're gonna kick it off today, Papa Dude. Are you ready for Oakland?
0: You better believe it, man. We wait for this day, and now you know it comes. Uh, what, six, seven, eight weeks sooner than it used to.
1: Sure is different, isn't it?
0: Yeah, second year they've started in December. They didn't used to start till what, the twentieth of January, twenty-third. And, you know, it's just extended the season and, and two year olds now can run in that last month where they used to not have any two year old races and uh, worked out really well last year. We kind of thought that, you know, because of the weather, they may get more cancellations because they usually get a few cancellations because it's cold in Arkansas um, in January and December and February and all through the spring, really. But it didn't happen much. Last year, so let's hope they can, they can get uh, lucky again. And yeah, it's really great to to have it.
1: Hopefully, they do get lucky with the weather. Usually, their cancellations come in February anyway, so there's not a whole lot you could do about that. You know, and uh, it's it's definitely different. Usually, Martin Luther King Weekend is when they would open, and their first uh, Kentucky Derby prep race would be on Martin Luther King Day. And Mm -hmm. now. Uh, it's it, like I said, we get, we get it early. Uh, it was actually, I think it was like the first weekend in December last year, moved out or moved back now to the second weekend in December. I like it. I think it's awesome. Uh, and listen, if you got the horses and you got the, got the, a horse that could fill the entry box, there's no reason not to start a yeah. little bit early. If you're Oakland, December is kind of a dead month anyway. Yep. So to have it back is just a, a breath of fresh air.
0: Right. And they've never had any trouble getting the horses No, uh, filled up fill the fields. Uh, The fairgrounds probably doesn't like them open, opening this early. And it does hurt Remington Park a little bit for their last week or so. That overlaps, what, about a week? Yeah. Remington and Oakland. Of course, some of the horses from Remington have already left and went to Oakland. Yeah. So that hurts Remington a little bit, but not that much. And then later on in the spring, it hurts because they go all the way into May now hurts a couple of other tracks, but that's the way it is. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to, to get there. That's our favorite track. That's one I can sit and watch from the first race to the last, you know?
1: Yeah. It's always entertaining. They do a very good job on the simulcast feed as well. If you're not being able to be there live, uh, you know, listen, my first race, 2007 Arkansas Derby was at Oakland park. First track I visited for a while was Oakland park. We would go you know, every year before I branched out, what was, I know Oakland was your first track as well. What race, do you remember what race was the first time you ever went? (laughs) Was it just a random weekend?
0: It was like a, first of all, we didn't know anything about it. Nothing. Mm -mm. I mean, I was totally clueless Mm -hmm. about horse racing. I didn't know anything. I thought those horses just ran there and that was it. Mm -hmm. I knew the season closed you know, and it was a short season. I knew that. That was it. So we went on a Thursday, Friday, the first time, which, by the way, if that's the first time you are going to a track and you don't really know what's going on, I highly recommend you don't go on a Saturday. It's just too crowded on a Saturday, usually. So there wasn't very many people there. And, you know, you kind of got yourself broke in a little bit as to what was kind of going on, although you didn't really know. So that's, you know, the race, there weren't any big races on those right. two days and I wouldn't have known whether it was a big race or not. Right. The truth. Yeah. But uh I can remember we, we, we sat upstairs and it was nice and it was great. And for the last two races, we went down, I think just to leave more than anything else and didn't even know the paddock was right there where those horses come in and you saddle them. Yeah. And you know that was really cool and and then it just kind of once I got involved in it and I kind of liked it I just started to study it. And it's fascinating. It's a fascinating sport. There's so many things that goes on. So mm-hmm. many angles you can play. It just you know, it just the more you get into it, the harder it is. I think so. It's a, it, this is a hard track to pick as as well.
1: It seemed like your first big race was when Zinyata was there the first time.
0: No, I wasn't there then.
1: You weren't there then? I thought you were. Maybe that was somebody else I knew. I don't know. It, it seems like your first race you saw somebody decent. The first big race. I can't remember who it is.
0: No, um, to be honest, it, my record election anyway. Was see, I was between Smarty Jones and Curlin. Mm -hmm. Smarty Jones was 2004, I believe. Fleet Alex was 2005. Yep. I started going as six.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And then you and I went when Curlin won the Oakland or the Arkansas Derby. And I think that was 07. Mm -hmm. I believe that was my second year. Of going, So that was the best horse I remember seeing. There might have been some others. I didn't know who they were. Right. But I was into it then and following it daily. So I watched Curlin win the Rebel and then come to win the Arkansas Derby. So I knew who he was. But that's, you know, in the early going, I didn't know who these horses were. I have a clue. But the like first, maybe you were there when eight bells won. Two. That could be. That could Very
1: eight bells. Now that I think of
0: it, the first two or three times I went, I didn't have any idea who any of them were. Yeah, and I just didn't. I didn't understand allowances, I didn't understand maidens. I didn't, well, I figured out what a maiden was, right? But it took me a while to understand the difference between a ten thousand dollar claimer and an allowance race and how you jump from one class to the next. And you know, that's what you learn as you go along. But by the second year, I was studying it every day right, and keeping track of who was winning, who the trainers were that were winning the most, who the jockeys were. And once you start doing that, you start figuring it out. And then Curlin came and won the Rebel. And you knew when you went to see him, he was something else. But I did not see him win the Rebel. I saw right. it on TV. Yeah. I, I remember that day. When we went, there was another horse. Oh, what was his name? The owners are from Springfield. I think it was named Tuffelsburg or something like that.
1: Tuffelsburg, yeah,
0: yeah. And that was a horse that won the Southwest, I believe. That yes, yeah. year. That horse was in it. I remember sitting by a guy on the bench because we got there very early that day. Yep. And he was. We were sitting there, and he gave us a few pointers. or Gave me, and he he was. He said something about that horse. His regular rider. Wasn't there that day. He had gone somewhere else. And he was he, at
1: Keeneland. Yeah, I remember yeah, this. Yep.
0: He said, that's a tip that you don't bet that horse today because he doesn't think he's going to win.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's when you start accumulating knowledge as you go along. You know, you learn a little bit of something every time you go.
1: And he's gone. <laughs> and you learn that he left. So, yeah, but what he was saying was uh, you definitely learn. And Oakland is a place with it's a very friendly community and people are always – Around and you're back. And you're back.
0: <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just went blank.
1: <laughs> anyway, I was I was going on that it's a very friendly community in Oakland, and, and you get to know people. And like I said, people are very you know quick to kind of yeah. teach new people how to do it. And stuff yeah, like.
0: one time I, I went and I was sitting upstairs, and this nice guy was sitting in front of me, and he was a professor or a big-time person in the veterinary school at Oklahoma State. Yep. Yeah. And I had my old used stuff. Anyway, he he got he he had gone a lot, and he, I sat with him that day, and I learned a lot from him. I didn't learn how to pick a race though. Neither one of us <laughs> got a race that day, but yeah. you know. And the first time I ever went, uh, didn't make a lot of money, but but got about four of them right. And I think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. The first time they go, I think they get lucky and they hit a couple. And then, man, you think you know everything and you don't know anything. So it's a cool place.
1: Yeah. We're talking about Curlin and and, and uh, Smarty Jones was Shoddy's first race. She yeah. was eight years old, she said. Uh, and, and the great horses that we've seen the is Rachel Alexandra, American Pharaoh, Curlin. Uh, Justify. Yeah. You could go on and on and on yeah. uh, about the horses that you've seen there at Oakland Park. It's, it's really quite incredible. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's get it off and let's kick it off and let's get talking about uh, the races that are going to happen this year. I'll pull up the screen now. We're going to start Friday with the feature race. And so we'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll do the feature races plus a bonus race here to kick off the Oakland uh section of the show. Let's go to Friday. Let's go to race eight. It's the Advent Stakes. Uh, and it is a five and a half furlong race, $150,000 purse for the two year olds. Field of nine, a horse we both like, the big favorite, number five, Tyler's Tribe, is back in this spot. Are you going to go with him, or are you looking elsewhere?
0: Well, the, if you'll notice, the horse is three to five, okay? But if you'll go beside his name where it says Tyler's Tribe, you see an I and an A,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means this horse was bred in Iowa. And that's another thing you learn as you go through this, Iowa breads don't stand up in mixed company. Yep. So I've seen the horse run several times, not in person, but on television.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At Iowa, he was five for five and probably won by a combined at least 50 lengths yeah, in it's five races. Wouldn't you think?
1: I'm trying to add it up now. I don't think it's it's a little bit short of 50, but it's close.
0: Yeah, and for five wins, that's a lot of links. Yeah. Okay. Then they took the horse uh, to the Breeders' Cup, and uh, it was on turf, I believe. Mm -hmm. First time it had ever run on turf, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and he bled. He bled out because you can't take Lasix in a Breeders' Cup race, so you got to throw that one out. On pure vision, watching. The horse is fast. I mean, these are not – he's slaughtering these fields of Iowa Mm breads. Not even close. So he obviously doesn't belong in Iowa. Okay, so he's coming for the big test down here uh, tomorrow. So I looked through this. I don't see anything that's great Mm
1: -hmm.
0: against him. There aren't any big-time up-and-coming two-year-olds, are there? You know more about it than I do. This field is not overwhelming. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, it's not overwhelming. By the way, my math, uh, quick math was wrong. Got the calculator out. He has won five races on the dirt at Prairie Meadows by a combined 59 and three-quarter lengths. Yeah. 59 and three-quarter lengths. He said it. Tried the turf last time out at Keeneland. I mean, he went straight from Prairie Meadows to a grade one race. It's very hard to do. He had to switch surfaces as well. And above everything else, the horse had never been off Lasix and he bled in the race. And that's it, doesn't matter how good you are, you stop when that happens. Yeah. Um, and
0: he, he was running okay. Yeah. Until that happened. I don't th- I'm not saying he would have won, but he was there. Yeah. And then boom, he just hit the wall because you have to
1: hit the brakes. Um gets Lasix back here, and I think that's the key. I do too. Another big key. Yes, okay. he is an Iowa bred. Yes, he's been at Prairie Meadows he's beaten open company three times. So he has not only faced Iowa breads up at prime meadows. He has faced uh, open company in, in three instances. And one was on Iowa classics night where you get some decent shippers usually in there for those races. Mm-hmm. And he destroyed those fields just as easy as the Iowa breads. I, I don't think him being an Iowa bread means much here. He's just a uh, cut from a different uh, cloth as far as Iowa breads are concerned I don't think anybody runs with him early in this race either. I mean, he either. looks to me like he's gonna get loose out on the lead today. He this does. is probably the spot they needed to test him at yes. outside of Iowa.
0: And and the other thing is this if he gets the lead, I don't think there's anything in here that's gonna catch him.
1: No, if he's I don't either
0: now, the other thing is this track is different, you know. The Oakland track's different, so he's gonna have to like the surface. Um uh, The trainer. This is another great story. This is. I'm just. I haven't gone all the way back to Tim Martin's history. I would say this is the best horse he's ever had, or has the potential to be the best horse he's ever had. The other thing that's neat. He stayed with the jockey, who is who was an apprentice when the season started last year. Uh, uh, Kylie, right? Kylie Jordan, uh, up and coming young female rider, and he. Let her ride that horse in the uh, Breeders' Cup. So that's cool. Uh, this guy's a good guy. I would love to see him have a horse. He deserves it. So, yes, I'm going to go with them for sentimental reasons more than anything else. But I think the horse can win, you know. Now, if a lot of you don't like that price and you think you could beat that, that this, you know, it's worth the risk, I think, to try to beat a horse that has never won anywhere but Iowa. So, I see where you're coming from. I kind of looked around at some of these others. I, I've got five listed. I don't really like any of them that well. I think the second, my second choice is the six. Mm-hmm. Happy is a choice. Um, you know, been running decent in these last few races. Uh, the Asmussen horse, number four, could be an up and comer, maybe. Known his track record, but really hasn't shown a whole lot. Uh, He did win a 75K race at Zia. I think that was his last start, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So this is kind of a step up, but he's logical, maybe. What do you think about the seven? Frosted Departure.
1: Yeah, Frosted Departure is one that's uh, getting some class relief and – cutting back in distance again for the second straight race. They tried this horse going long against the top horses in the crop. It did not go well whatsoever. Um, Listen, the horse won an allowance going seven furlongs at Churchill Downs uh, by nine and a quarter. So I I do like the horse. Last time out was third in a stakes at Churchill going six and a half. Uh, I I think this is a nice one. Uh, This horse, uh, the seven us at departure I had in fourth. I, I do think at 15 to one, uh, it's certainly one you've got to put on the ticket. One you haven't mentioned, and uh, Shadi mentioned the four and the six, uh, you know, and you mentioned those two horses. I, mm-hmm. I hear you. Robertino Deodoro's got a decent looking runner in the three. Too much info. This gotcha. horse debuted on the turf at Ellis Park and won and won very easily. He showed speed in that race. And I think from this inside post, he's the one that Tyler's tried might have to mess with early. We know how Diodoro can win these races early. I put the three in second here. I like that price. Uh, well, I like every bit of twelve to one. What I do,
0: have, I do have him listed as my yeah. fifth choice, and I could these other four behind uh, the favorite. You can switch them any other way you want with me. I could be talked into uh, anyway you want to put them. Uh, the horse hasn't run much, but Diodoro runs well at Oakland. And he's jumping this horse right up into 150K, uh, which tells us, you know, he thinks this horse is pretty good. So I would have to go along with you on that one. You know, you could talk me into putting that horse second. But like I said, of these other four I listed, you can place them any way you want.
1: Yeah, Michael points out the five will get Lasix again, and that's going to be a big factor. One thing about it, and, and you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but sometimes when when a horse is just a beast and then they get beat like that, even though it had a legit excuse, I hope it didn't mess with him mentally. I hope mentally yeah. he's he's fine and he gets out in front like normal. And and you know, I, I just don't want to see this horse get ruined. And I'm certainly not suggesting that that's happening. But but right. well, I know still, what you're saying.
0: And yeah, the thing it just, is, we're not talking about a human here. We're talking about a horse. Yeah. So. You know you can't go tell the horse hey you bled out buddy it's not your fault he yeah. doesn't understand that so that's a very good point
1: well we'll see what happens in this one uh i did a video <laughs> on how to make money on big favorites and to me this is the race if you like the five then you're going to have to get that yeah. second horse you like whoever it is look at those exacta will pays and make a decision is that enough for me to play the exacta and yeah. if not you're going to have to get a couple horses and play them in a try with the yeah. five on top. Uh, yeah. And then if you if you don't like Tyler's try, well, then it becomes very easy. You could do about anything, and your bet's going to be able to to be a, a positive, expected right. value bet on it. So
0: I don't think with the morning line guy putting this at three to five didn't do any of your favorites that wanting to try to beat the favorite. Because traditionally, Oakland, his price isn't going to go up. That's what I'm trying to say
1: probably gonna be one to five if I had a guess. That's what like okay.
0: usually happens because yeah the people at Oakland know who this horse is
1: mm-hmm. because
0: they they follow where these horses go from mm-hmm. Oakland and they follow Prairie Meadows. They know Tim Martin they know the jockey they know this horse. So I don't think you're going to get better than what it is right now.
1: Usually morning lines at Oakland have been historically terrible. I will say, I don't think they're too bad. And I don't know if they maybe have gotten somebody new that are doing them or what, but I thought opening weekend looked decent overall. Uh, I hadn't dove into Saturday and Sunday completely yet, uh, but the Friday card looks about right. So that's good news. Um, and yeah, I this is a horse that is probably going to be one to five, but In the past, Oakland would might put him at five to two on the morning line. So this three to five is was a kind of an eye opener to me as a wow, maybe they're going to take the morning line a little more serious. Um, Again, uh, I I think my plan here is I I like the five, so I'm going to do kind of what I talked about in that video, making money on uh, heavy favorites. I'm going to hope that that five three exacta pays about six to one, and I think it will. And if it does, I'll just probably do that. And if it doesn't. I'll probably pair the five with the three-four, put the five on top of a three-four and second, three-four and third try, and go about it that way because I do expect this one to be a heavy favorite. All right, let's go to Saturday. Uh, let's move right along here. Saturday, uh, race seven on the card will be the first stakes of the day. It's so the Ring the Bell Stakes. Uh, it's going six furlongs, hundred fifty thousand dollar purse. For the three-year-olds, field of seven. Uh, I think this is a very wide-open field here of seven. The favorite is number six, Cavid, at two to one. If you followed Oakland last year, you know about him. He ran in almost every uh, – I think he did run, actually, in every Kentucky Derby prep. Um, okay, what do you think about this one? Are you going to go with a favorite, or are you going to try to beat him here?
0: This one's really tough.
1: Yeah, I thought they looked all the same in this race. They so.
0: really do. I have four listed. And you can pick them apart here. I'm, this is in no particular order. Uh, the one. Yep. The five. The six. And the seven. And, you know, you look at the one. Um, I broke it down. Seven starts this year. He's um, run in, uh see, five of those are stakes races. Mm-hmm. 7th uh, in a grade 3, and that was at Lone Star. 4th in a grade uh, Grade 3. 2nd uh, in a 175K, very similar to this one. That was at Remington. 1st uh, at Remington in a 150K, and then he was in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. I ran ninth. So this horse is legit. I mean, he's been in some races very similar to this. I think you have to consider him, don't you?
1: Yeah, he's actually who I put on top. I put number one flash of, flash of mischief on top here. This Carl cor- Broberg horse is just really solid. Hey, you yeah. said it. You kind of ran down some of the races he's been in. You know, some of them he maybe he didn't win, but he was competitive. Uh, I just could not get over the race too back. And we're big Remington Park fans. So the mm-hmm. David M. Vance was on Oklahoma Derby Day, and so that gets extra attention. Uh, some of you watching that don't follow Remington Day in and Day out may have been watching that day. This this David M. Vance at Remington is usually pretty solid, and I thought it was again this year. He waxed them. Yeah, he, he loved did. this cut back to six furlongs after right. running long. Right. Try the Breeders' I, Cup. Forget yeah. about the Breeders' Cup. This yeah. is not even close to, to that. throw
0: that one out. Yeah, don't even look at that. I'm and, telling and, you, I it,
1: think he's going to be ultra-tough to beat. I think there's a lot of pace, and I think he will come mow them down if that pace gets hot. I really like Flash of Mischief in this Yeah, spot. yeah. He would
0: be who I would have put on top. Uh, Cavid, the six.
1: Yeah, makes a ton of sense.
0: He's only won once, and he's finished second only once. But if you check what races he's been in, He's running a lot better races than anybody else in this field.
1: Yeah, and when you say once, he's won once here at Oakland. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I
0: mean, I mean, only once uh, last year. I'm sorry. Right.
1: You know, okay. I got you. Yeah. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, only one win, uh, and then one win at Oakland, like I said, and it came December 3rd in the Advent Stakes, which yeah, is the race we talked he's- about. Came. Yeah.
0: And uh, th- this is the distance we said he needed to be at when he was running in those prep races uh, all last spring, you know, he's a sprinter. So he's somebody you got to look at, but I'm a firm believer that if you put these horses in over their head and they keep getting beat, it weighs them down. I'm a firm believer, believer in that
1: Yeah.
0: because they know whether they win or not. And it, I don't care. It's a horse. You can't tell the horse, hey, you ran really well. You were in a grade two. The the horse don't know the difference between a grade two and a grade one. So he's lost. He's only won once in 2022. He's run a lot. He's ran eight starts. This is number nine. I mean, that's not a ton, but still that's when you you don't win. It's a lot. Yeah. So that's why I don't have him on top. I think you got to play him, though. Uh, Michael said something about. Uh, Chat mm-hmm. a lot. Seven. Yep. Yes. Uh, four starts. One win. A couple of thirds. Third in your la- in his last start. Probably not over his head in this. So yes, I think you have to include him. The interesting horse is the five, and these are my kind of horses. But the problem with the five, I mean, he's running better than anybody. He's been in nine starts this year, six wins, in three seconds. The bad news this is the first stakes that I could find he's ever ran in. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's not good. So he may get up there and hit the board though. That's the thing. He might.
1: It's with the number five one for Richie. It's a lot of, okay, it's a good stakes to try Yes. on paper. And then you get here and it's like, man, there's not any world beaters, but damn, all these can run. Right. And it, We're going to have to be pretty good to win this race. He's in
0: great form, and I see why they're doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, A couple people have mentioned the two long-range toddy. This horse is quite incredible. Um, He will every once in a while jump up and run a big race and hit the board. But this horse has not won since the 2019 Rebel. Unbelievable that he has not won since, and he has had many, 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 tries at it right he he, at times though can jump up and run a big race you just wouldn't think he's going to be able to get the job done at this race but uh, i think shoddy mentioned it the two getting second or third here at a big price that's not out of the question yeah no
0: no no question in this in this race yeah yeah but i i can't bet that horse i can't put any money on that horse
1: no you could you certainly could not put it on the win end or or play in your multi uh, races but i'm not gonna be shocked if the horse runs really well uh but man it's just it's just this crazy like you'll see the horse is like sixth 11th fifth second in a grade two not seventh i mean you just you never know when he's gonna pop with that big race uh and so you do burn a lot of money playing horses like this. But when you are right on them, they will make it lucrative. Oh, yeah. If it comes in a one 2 exacta, you're going to get paid quite well on that. So
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah
1: it's, it's worth a shot. All right. I think we've covered that one well enough. Let's go two races later. Let's go to race nine on the card. It's the mistletoe stakes. Now we're going two turns. We're going to go one mile. Uh, That will start and end at the 16th pole. So a short stretch in one mile races at Oakland Park. That's very important to remember. Usually when the horses turn for home, you want to be, if not on the lead, in that top flight of horses, or you might be in a little bit of trouble. Short stretch there. Remember that mile races at Oakland begin and end at the 16th pole. Anyway, $150,000 purse here for the Phillies and Mares, three-year-old and up. Field of seven. There's one in here I really like. I'm not going to say who it is because I want to know who you like first and see if we're the same.
0: Well, let's see. I put down five of the seven again.
1: <laughs> All, right. All right. You it down for us. Well, that
0: doesn't mean, you know, I, I thought this was hard too. I did. Because it's Oakland, everything's hard. You know, there's no such thing as an easy one. Uh, we've, we've sat down before and tried to figure out why is Oakland so hard. But it is. It's just a very difficult track. I like. Okay, you're not gonna. You're not gonna believe this. I like the two, ice working.
1: Oh, well, I I can believe it. Why do you like the two?
0: Well, I just think the horse is running well. Uh, broke his maiden at Oakland last year. Mm-hmm. Was second in the Honeybee at Oaklawn last year. Now, something happened to the horse after that because it didn't run again until September. So that scares me. Some you probably know what happened, but to run that well at Oakland and then be off for six months is mm-hmm. troubling. But he's come back third in an allowance at Churchill, first in allowance at Keeneland, and then finished second in a grade three at Churchill. Mm-hmm. So I say he, it's a she. She's running good. You know, mm-hmm. she's running fine. Seems like she's okay. She's come back and run pretty well. So, you know, I don't see a lot in there. I'm kind of interested in the six. But that horse hasn't, has not It's only run two races in the United States. Mm-hmm. But I can see he has won them both. Taking a step up. So that one kind of intrigues me. And then you have Coach, uh, the number one. That's just solid. So those are the three I like the best. I also put down Lovely Ride as well. And that's the three. So who are you going?
1: I love the six. I think the six, Lady Avita, is going to be very, very tough in this race. I, I think those two races in the United States have been sharp. They yep. have been allowances. I, I, I do understand uh, what you're saying there. Let me tell you, they have been dominant allowance wins, and they've been at tough tracks at Churchill sure. Downs and at Keeneland. Uh, you know, I, I just think Lady Avita will be very tough to beat in this spot if she fires that kind of race. I think she looks really good. I think this is the perfect first stakes race in the United States for this horse. Yeah. I like her a lot.
0: She number Um, on my list. What's that? She's number two on my list. And and again, I don't study the foreign horses much, so I don't know how to read that.
1: Uh,
0: I don't know what those races compared to compared to, compared to here
1: well to be completely honest when they come over from Chile it is tough it's really tough to know until you see them run uh, so you know European horses when they come down it's like okay we know they're good on the turf we can kind of know what's gonna have to happen here but with with this horse it, it's it's like you need to know you need to see one so they usually will show up at Churchill right? Mm-hmm. and or not church at the Gulfstream and it's like I don't know really know what to do with them until I see them this horse now that we've seen them wow I, I I really think she looks good I like Leda Vita a lot Ice Orchid honestly I think you're crazy if you don't use this horse underneath I I think this horse, you know well obviously seven for seven hitting the board mm-hmm. ran in a race pretty similar to this last time out and got second I just think this is a nice horse one thing about Oakland, you guys need to remember the name, John Ortiz. Uh, the Ortiz brothers uh, up upstate New York, very famous, obviously. But John Ortiz is a trainer, and he has great success in this early part of this Oakland meet almost every season. So yes. keep an eye out for Ortiz, the trainer version at Oakland. Uh, his horses often run or outrun their odds. So keep an eye on him. I like Ice Orchid. He's the trainer there of the two. Um, you mentioned Coach. Ran really well here last year, but the wheels have kind of fallen off. Had something happen? I don't know what it was, but obviously, big layoff, probably injured. It just hasn't come back that great to me. That race last time out, and Michael, you you uh, mentioned it. It was horrible. Got fourth in that race that Ice Orchid was in. Um, any, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on Coach? You mentioned her briefly.
0: I think she's probably been a huge disappointment to them, don't you? Because she ran well at Oaklawn,
1: it's it seemed like she was the one we, we tried to get her in the oak. She wasn't quite good enough. We come back to Oaklawn, we win two in a row. It's like okay, we're gonna have a horse. Didn't run that badly in the Bayacoa. Got fourth, beaten two and three quarters. Then we're off two hundred thirty one days, and now it's like we got we came back at Laurel. And it's like okay, wasn't bad. We lost, and then last time out was just a mess. So, I, you know, Michael, I know you were on her too that day. I. I feel like she's might get loose on the lead. That's the only scary thing here. But I mean, and that's how she won her her big race last year was on the lead. I couldn't do it, not at a short price. No, I'm I don't. Not.
0: No, I didn't see anything that would make me think she's going to be great in this race.
1: Uh, Michael makes a good point. He said he would rather take a shot with the coach, the number four, Will Secret for D. Wayne Lucas. Any thoughts on uh, Will Secret One last time out at Churchill? Oh,
0: kind of, but it's kind of, yeah, no,
1: I can't. <laughs> you know, to, to Michael's comment, I think at a price, if you're looking for a price horse underneath, I think she does make sense. Uh, last time out, like I said, did win at Churchill. Two back, face uh, Leda Vida, and just no match, right? But got third. Maybe she's a no match third again, and again, it'll juice up the, the try. If that was yeah. to happen, yeah. All right. One more to go. Let's go to Sunday. It's not going to be a stakes race, but uh, we are gonna to go to it anyway because it is the feature race of the day on Sunday. We're going allowance sources here. Race eight is what we're gonna talk about. Allowance option claimer for 62.5, going a mile and one sixteenth, six thousand dollar purse. So a great allowance purse. Uh, for three-year-olds and Upward, which have never won $23,000 twice other than Maiden claiming starter, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. Big field here. How many do we have here? I didn't even count them. Nine. Nine. Nine horses here. Okay. What are your thoughts?
0: Why don't you give me, don't list them in any order, your top four? Okay. Because I'm going to make a fool out of myself. There's no odds up here.
1: Yeah, there are no odds in the race. And this um,
0: where I'm at compared to you.
1: I am going to try to take a shot with the one who I think is going to be a price. I want a price in here. So I went the one on top. I've got the nine in second. I have no numbers here, so I'm counting as I go. I got one, nine, three. And what would that be? One, nine, three and four is where no, sorry. Okay. One, nine, three and two. Okay.
0: I'm pretty good on this one. Okay. All right, let's go through it because I didn't want to go through and just be totally an idiot. Uh, I have the nine on top.
1: Okay, well, that's I have that. We're second.
0: Right. Uh, it's run on turf. It's run on dirt. Kind of similar, you know, been running really well.
1: Yeah, two in a row.
0: Yep, two straight wins. Uh, we got to throw out that. put it. Okay, they ran it three. I'm, I'm looking at starts this year. Yeah. Started out three on the turf. Mm-hmm. Then they switched to the dirt for three, and they uh, the horse ran or uh, won once on the turf, once on the dirt. Then they put it back in the, on the turf for the turf cup, and I can't remember where that was at.
1: Yeah, Kentucky uh, Downs.
0: Okay, and it was awful.
1: Mm-hmm. Then
0: they put it back on the dirt, and it's won twice since. So the horse is running really well, and I like I like uh, I like the trainer a lot. Mm-hmm. The jockey is solid, so I don't see any negatives really. On that horse, at this point, and I think she, I think he stacks up okay with the rest of them, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, uh, search engine was a horse that was highly thought of mm-hmm. at one time, correct?
1: Yep.
0: And then uh, Amos has got the has Amos. Has, he had not had it in a long time, has he, or has he? No, he's had it. He's always okay. had it. All right. Uh, when you look at that horse excellent start to the season two wins and a second in the first three starts hasn't run very well since does have a second does have a third but not impressive so but you got to look at that horse um we're looking at odds here i'm just going to guess that keystone field will be the favorite do you think so
1: that was kind of my thought yes i think keystone field will be the favorite uh if And, again, this is this is purely a guess because, like right. I said, we have no odds yet. I would think two to one, five to two type of range it's on five, Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I also like the two, yeah. but I like the two because it's Asmussen more than anything else. Because in the last four races, he's finished third, fourth, fifth, third in similar races. That's not good. That's not a good sign coming into this. Uh, he ran well early in the season. Horse ran nine times this year. I'm looking at a tired horse right here. That's what I'm looking at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, because it's Asmussen, I think he may be four to one, maybe.
1: I was going to guess four or five to one. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's three. I also threw the four in there a little bit, but I, I'm not as high on the four. Now, another horse that's in this field is the eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the eight's been a major disappointment.
1: Mm, major, yep.
0: Yes, because at one time, that horse was
1: in the running, wasn't he, for uh, the derby uh, path? Yeah, I mean, he won the Iroquois as a two-year-old. He never really got going on the derby. Like he, They tried him, yes, but he yes. never really got going on
0: it. Yeah. So that's a sleeper. Horses ran in a lot of good races better than this. That's a sleeper. I don't know if you want to leave him out or not, but he's not been running well. So I would not argue if you picked the one. I think the one, what, six to one?
1: Probably, yep. Yeah.
0: So you would have, if you wanted to do a try, and you went with the nine, probably five to two. Uh, say you wanted to throw the two in there, he's probably going to be five to one. So it to six to one. That'd pay pretty well.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be too bad. I think you can do a lot of different stuff in here. And it's going to be fine as far as a betting go, a betting uh, you know uh, decision, I should say, goes because you're going to get prices on almost everybody. Uh, Zoomer, he's a horse that at one time was really a nice horse. I don't know what he is now. He's really been bad. But again, you're going to get a decent enough price on him. He's running for Cox now. Yep. I mean, for Major General, something you didn't mention. Now he's running for Hartman for the first time. Right. It's a Hartman horse going two turns that has shown speed. Yeah, i out for Hartman, they, he might get brave. I, I wouldn't totally forget about Major General. No. It's one you just have to go deep. I, I went search engine because I, I think if he gets back to his races two and three back, he can compete with this group. He was up against pretty tough ones in that one. I don't think it's – this is a weird field. Nobody's, nobody's very good in it, but nobody's just like – oh, wow, we can totally throw them off either. They all kind of look similar. I just thought Search Engine, the form is muddied up enough that I think we can get a decent enough price to play this horse. I like Tom Amos uh, at Oakland. I, he usually he doesn't bring many, but when he brings them, they usually run well. I may be wrong, and it might be a horse that more of an underneath type, but I'm going to take a shot on top because I think the price is going to be there. And mm-hmm. in a race where it just they all look the same, I try to lean towards one that I think is going to be a little bit more of a price that just maybe for whatever reason, has some muddled up form but can get into a race like this and look better than what that form looks. So I'm going to take a shot with number one search engine. You said Keystone field and listen, we're guessing on odds, you know, Keystone field has maker, but you know, it has a good jockey in Arietta, but Arietta, but not one that just gets pounded, you know? So Maybe he sneaks up and you get three or four to one. That'd be okay.
0: Yeah. Did you look at the six at all?
1: Uh, let's see again. I don't have the numbers. right. Yeah, uh, the six. Moans. Moans. I, I couldn't get there with the six. No,
0: I I, I can't either. But he, he has shown a little uh, class. I mean, he won a stakes race. and
1: it, he He's did. an Indian
0: red, and he's ran better at Indiana. And this is a major step up
1: that's the problem if it if it was that horseshoe indianapolis i'd feel a lot better i think it's just a tough step up you know it's a weird thing though last year at oakland we saw some weird horses like this win in the first couple of two or three yeah. weeks yeah. uh you know get an illinois bred was winning a few you know mm-hmm. was winning a yeah. couple of ra- or they were winning a couple of races so
0: this horse has ran a ton of races this year too
1: See, and that's a, pro- like, that's a problem a lot of them have, you know? Uh, uh, not all, but a lot. And it's every decent. horse, it's like you could make a case for. Like Leblon, the five is one I was like, I don't know. First off, the claim for Maker, kind yep. of the quote-unquote, or first off, claim for Maker last time out improved, I was. I should have said. Second by a neck and a 50K claimer. Now is going to move up to allowance. It's the quote-unquote other Maker. Would you be shocked if Leblon won? I no,
0: I wouldn't be shocked if any of them except number seven uh, wins.
1: You know, number seven, number seven, my sixth sense. If you go back to last year at this level at Oakland, didn't run too bad, just totally fell off for him.
0: I think, uh, I think, uh, the age now it's interesting. This is the first time Diodoro's run it
1: exactly. First off, the claim for Diodoro off of Steve Hobby,
0: you puts him in an allowance, which kind of surprises me.
1: I think he claimed the horse and he thought, give it a little time. Let's look at what they did in the allowances last year at Oaklawn. Hey, I'll take a second or a third in this race. You know, I
0: really thought that was interesting that he claimed that horse, and I think he gave sixty-two thousand for it. Yeah, believe that's what it was. So he paid a lot of money for this horse, and I've seen the horse, and you have too. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful horse.
1: Oh yeah, we've seen this horse run a lot. It passes
0: Um, the looks, and that horse was good when it's four years old, three and four years old. But it's tapered off considerably. But Deodoro doesn't make mistakes too often. When he spends sixty-two thousand dollars on a horse, he likes it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have absolutely. I agree, and I don't have the full card for Sunday. done. I just did this race for the show, and I, and I kept thinking as as I finalized this and got ready for the show, how in the hell am I going to play a pick five on Sunday? Like, how am I going to knock some of these horses out? Oh yeah. And, and, and if I go, oh, where can I single? I was already thinking about that because, man, oh, man, I it's it's tough to eliminate any of these. A so uh, horse like that, like my sixth sense, if you're alive and you say you go four out of five and that horse beats you and you look back, and this, as we all do when we miss or hit either one, we should all look back. And you're like, my gosh, I let a first off to claim the horse that was running fine in allowance races last year at this track, you know? Yeah. But he is probably the only one I'm going to leave off completely.
0: He Um, has tailed off. That's the thing with the seven. He hasn't shown much. And Hobby's not a bad trainer.
1: You just have to make decisions, you know? And
0: here's the thing with Hobby I shouldn't say this. He's honest. Mm -hmm. And the other guy, you (laughs) got to kind of think about that a little bit. The thing we, you know, Deodoro's had a lot of tracks that I follow pretty, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I kind of know his tendencies and normally he doesn't spend $62,000 to claim a horse. Yeah. And then to turn right around and put that in an allowance instead of a $40,000 claimer at Clown, which pays well, is an indication that he thinks he can make this horse improve, which makes the horse dangerous. So I'm verifying everything you're saying.
1: That's just it. And usually what happens when you see a – it's like, wow, why is he moving that one up in class? And then you find out, you know. Um, He's a lot
0: like Danny Caldwell.
1: Yeah, they're Caldwell, Broberg, uh, yeah. uh, Deodoro, Um
0: They I'm, don't spend a ton of money on a claimer very often. Yeah. When they do and they keep that at that class or they raise it, I'm thinking of rated R superstar when I'm talking about this. Yeah. You better look out because they think they know something – that they can get that horse to do to make him better.
1: Yeah, Rated our superstar. Also, uh, Domains Rap, another horse that Danny Caldwell did yes. that with. Yes. With uh, Frederico Villafranco, and yeah, they they sure. know what they're doing when it comes. They know to what that. they're
0: doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, Michael said you're going to have to use a bunch here. <laughs> i like said. Hopefully, there's some there's some races that look a little easier <laughs> that we can. Seven out of nine. You got
0: listed there, Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, if you go one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, then the six or the seven, will probably win for sure. So
0: yeah. you would think, and, and you know, those are the two logical ones to leave off.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, yeah. Back to says Broberg is the king of the claimers. There's no question. Nobody oh yeah, does it better. He's good. All right. Well, that's it. That's our Oakland talk for this week. We we did the four big races there coming up at Oakland. Um, any final thoughts on Oakland before we rapid fire the NFL?
0: Nope. I'm ready for tomorrow when it starts. Yeah. Ready.
1: It's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm sure uh, as we go down this Oakland, I mean, this is just the first week of it. It's going to get better and better as far as the racing that we'll cover. Um, Cause it, it, Oakland does a great job of really building to the end. each yeah. week is better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael says magic. Mike is doing golf stream. Oh, are they really? Wow. Golf stream's been nuts lately. So. <laughs> we'll see. No, I don't know. Well, okay. Let's go NFL, um, here and let's, let's rapid fire him. Cause, uh, I, you know, we, we don't have a ton of time, but let's rapid fire him. Let's go to tonight Raiders and the Rams. This is now dropped minus six and a half for the Raiders tonight in Los Angeles. Who do you like?
0: Well, we talked about this on the daily show, I like the Raiders tonight. I'm not too sure on the points, but I think they're gonna win. It's a huge game for the Raiders. Believe it or not, they're in the playoff hunt. Uh they gotta win this game. They can't lose to the Rams. As uh Mike Somage said, there'll be more Raiders fans by tons mm-hmm. uh, than, than Rams, even though the game's in LA. I'm going Raiders, but I might look at uh the Rams plus six and a half if I had to bet money on it. But I think I think the Raiders are gonna win.
1: Yeah, I'll go Raiders as well. I love that Michael is uh, throwing some shade at our boy Samage saying, what's the over under that Samage goes three out of five in that Gulf stream? No, uh, I have to
0: ask you a question here. Okay. You think he's listening? No. Because I hated his bet today, but I didn't say anything.
1: <laughs> well, his, yeah, okay. Well, let's touch on that because it is about this game. No, oh, I'm
0: afraid he'll be listening.
1: No, it's fine. It's I, I, It's no big deal. That. Uh, he bet uh Raiders team total over 24 and a half. You hate that bet. Why?
0: Well, I don't see them scoring that very often, so
1: probably that's a good reason to hate it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe the best answer ever given on any of our platforms You
0: wouldn't had a team that's five and seven i wouldn't have a lot of confidence on its scoring on the team scoring 25 points is all that did. and the ram's defense is decent
1: i just like the simplicity of it why do you hate it well i don't think they'll get to the 24 and a
0: half well, <laughs> I, I i hope he's right you i probably am wrong but i don't i i shouldn't say i hate it i just don't love it
1: what do you think about my bet
0: I love yours because the blue <laughs> the blue jets are going to get 10 of those 32 goals right there so, so
1: the ain't the raiders over 24 and a half but you love over 31 and a half total goals scored tonight in the NHL.
0: Five games you only got to get six a game I think and you if you can get a couple of them and maybe get nine yeah and then you're down you got 18 and you got like uh you got to get 13 14 more okay Three and fourteen—that's not that many. So
1: I'm sure it'll be one of the best goalie nights in the yeah probably tonight. So. <laughs> All right, let's get let's let's get this going. Let's wrap fire the rest of these. We got another okay. show coming up soon. Okay. Uh, Jets and the Bills. Bills are ten and a are ten point favorites at home against the Jets. What do you think?
0: Bills should cover. They should. They should be motivated. They're in the running for the top seed. If they win the rest of their games, they're the number one overall seed. No matter what the Chiefs do. They should be motivated. I think the Jets are fading a little bit. I'll go Bills minus 10.
1: Bills minus 10 tonight. Um, I will take, yeah, I'll take the Bills as well. All right, Browns and the Bengals. The Bengals, five and a half point favorites. How about this? Joe Burrow has never lost to Pat Mahomes, and he's never beaten the Browns.
0: Well, I didn't know that.
1: Will, <laughs> it is a fact. Will that change Saturday, uh, Sunday?
0: Uh, I think so. Uh, again, if we're going to include the uh, the uh, Raiders in the playoffs hunt, you got to include the Browns too. They got the same record. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm including them. I'm just saying logic says you got to too. Oh, uh, they got to win five in a row. That ain't happening because uh, they're going to lose this one. So I think the Bengals are getting ready to get on a roll. I think they've got a very tough schedule left, though. This ain't one of them. So if they can get back from beating the Chiefs they have a little bit of a letdown, they are at home. I'm going to go Cincinnati minus five and a
1: half. Me too. Bengals minus five and a half. I think they get back uh, or they finally get that win, I should say, over the Browns. Interesting game, though, Deshaun Watson's second game. He was not good in the first one, but that's understandable. I haven't played in a long time. Right. Let's see if he's better in that second game. That'll be an interesting game. All right. Yeah. Texans on the road against the Cowboys, the Battle of Texas. It shouldn't be good. I don't know that I've seen a 17 point spread in a long, long time. Um, What do you think?
0: Well, it's it's uh, valid a 17 point spread. It is, yeah. I don't. I guess some of those Detroit teams are as bad as Houston, but they don't. They didn't seem like it at the time. Yeah. This is a game where Dallas is not going to be ready to play. I just don't see how they're going to be ready. I'm going to go Houston plus 17 because Dallas, I think, is just going to screw around.
1: Yeah, I'll stay away from it. Uh, I would almost go Houston plus that 17 too. We've seen Dallas; it's like, oh, they they win these kind of games by like 10. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're in any danger of losing, but maybe not covering. All right, yeah. Vikings and the Lions. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm on the Lions train again.
0: Yeah, I can't believe the line. I can't either. When I when I was writing these down a while ago. Even though I can read, I I was just writing down because it makes me remember it a little better. Yeah. I wrote it down Minnesota minus two. Yeah. And then I looked and I said, wait a minute, that says ten and two against five and seven. Now that is all you need to know about how much respect Minnesota's getting. Yeah. They're getting absolutely no respect. And that's not right. That's not right. I'm picking Detroit too. <laughs> Like the lines as well. <laughs> do you,
1: do you realize we picked Detroit several times in a row.
0: I didn't pick them Thanksgiving. I think you did. Now I might have picked the spread.
1: No, you, the spread. I'm talking about the spread. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're five and seven, and I think they got off to what? One and six? Yes. This team is playing well. They could have beat Buffalo. Yes. A lot of people say it's the best team in the NFL. Yeah, they took them to the wire. Yep. they came back and smashed Jacksonville last week. They didn't just beat them; they smashed them.
1: Michael's we shocked.
0: all do you know what?
1: Michael is shocked. Detroit's a favorite as well.
0: Well, I am too.
1: Yeah. And they
0: shouldn't. They should not be the favorite. But anyway, they're playing as well as just about anybody. And you know, I mean, they've won four out of five. Uh, they win this game; they're in the playoff hunt, and they're legitimately. In the playoff hunt But they have to win this one This would be huge I think a lot of us Just think Minnesota's a fraud Because they've won an awful lot of close games Do you know what In the NFL you got to win close games So I'm taking Detroit Because it's at home And it's not a must game for Minnesota They've got the division locked up So sometimes you lose that edge A little bit So Detroit needs it They're playing well Minnesota doesn't need it that's kind of the play I'm going on. It.
1: I'm with you. I, 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 and I, I would not argue with anybody that's going to take the Vikings money not line because you, you probably shouldn't be getting plus money on the Vikings. This situation, but I honestly and truly think Detroit wins. So
0: that's another way to go. Yeah, you, you're getting plus money if you take Minnesota. That's a good bet. When they're playing the
1: lions. I think as far as betting standpoint and a logic standpoint, it makes a ton of sense. I think you're going to lose it though. Cause I think the lions are going to beat them.
0: I, I, do too. I,
1: I, I've picked the line. I have found myself picking the lions with, I'm talking with the points now mm-hmm. every week. And like I said, I, I keep thinking, Oh, that's a loss. And they they get it done. So that was
0: my best bet last week, and I didn't even have to sweat it.
1: No, they dominated. Yep. All right, yeah. let's go on. Jaguars and the Titans. The Titans are just a four-point favorite here against the Jags. I'm still on the Titans in this in this spot.
0: Well, they need this game. Yes. They're gonna win the division, but they've lost two in a row. And one of them was at home. And they need this game. Mm-hmm. So I think they cover. I mean, Jacksonville didn't even show up in Detroit last. This is another team. Who knows what they're going to do? They're terrible away from home, though. So Tennessee minus four.
1: They're terrible about everywhere. I, I I'm not a big Jacksonville I mean, snap fan. Up in the game at home. They're a while. I mean, they beat Baltimore. Big deal. Well, that's true. That's the way I look at that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't what big deal. No. Everybody almost beats Baltimore or or. Or almost, you know, beats them by two or three, or, or loses by two or three. That's so, true. whatever. I'm with the uh, the Titans, uh, Eagles, and the Giants. The Eagles are just a seven point favorite. I say that because, man, the Eagles just keep winning and looking solid. Giants are kind of on their way down. I think. Any chance for an upset in the Lands, or do you think it's going to be all Eagles?
0: Uh, yes, there's a chance. This, you know, the Eagles haven't secured the division yet, and they've still got a game left with Dallas. So they need to keep winning. If they had an easy, say, a three-game lead in the division, I could see them letting down. I don't think anybody likes the Giants all that well. Uh, that was a big tie for the Giants last week. You know, I mean, everybody's saying, well, they tied. Well, Washington's playing good, and they got a tie. So they played all right. I don't. I don't think this game's gonna be seven, though. I'm gonna go the Giants plus seven, but I think the Eagles win.
1: All right, let's move on. Well, hold on. I should give my pick. Eagles minus seven. Eagles big, as I do on the sports on the daily show. All right, Ravens and the Steelers. Steelers big. I love well, it's not gonna be big. It'll be a close tight game, but I do think the Steelers, I think they win.
0: Okay, again, we know why the line's what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, who's quarterback in the Ravens? Who's their backup?
1: Uh, Huntley is their backup.
0: Oh, yeah, I know who he is. I think he played in uh, Washington there uh, once. No, no, he backed up Lamar last year. Mm-hmm. I know who he is. He's not bad. Uh, that's why it's two and a half. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's won two in a row. Is there a classier group than them? I don't think anybody thought they'd win five games this nope. year.
1: I thought they'd be the worst team in the league.
0: Yeah, and they're not. And I oh, yeah, Kenny Pickett is playing pretty well. What little I've seen, mm-hmm. I watched him quite a bit the other night. I think it was Monday night when they played Indianapolis uh, last time. I think that was on Monday night. It was either that or Sunday night. I can't remember. He's anyway, coming you know, on. It's one of the night games. Yeah, Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I'm going with the Steelers.
1: My my whole deal is why I'm taking Pittsburgh. It's it's like. And people are gonna get like not agree, and that's fine. Lamar Hundley, they—it's the same game every time. It is. It's a field goal yeah. or safety, you know, or an extra point, one way or the other, every time. So it
0: might be a six-point game if they kick a field goal when they were supposed to. <laughs> I,
1: exactly. Exactly right. <laughs> You're. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. No. All right, Chiefs and the Broncos. Surely the Chiefs aren't going to choke again, right? They're going to beat the Broncos by more than, than – and they're going to cover, right? They're going to win by 10, aren't they?
0: <laughs> well, if you see the two teams play, I think that's a pretty obvious answer, don't you? Well, uh, I think this game means a lot to the Chiefs since they got beat last week and they're still trying to get that number one playoff spot. Yeah, I think they'll be ready. I don't think they – you know, these two teams don't like each other very well. Uh, Denver's got a good defense and they will play hard, but they can't score. Kansas City minus nine and a half. But I'm not betting it.
1: I hope they don't choke again. We'll see what happens. Just don't bet it. Buccaneers with Tom Brady against the San Francisco 49ers with Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. Wow, Purdy versus Brady. It's the quarterback matchup we all wanted to see this year. 49ers are a three and a half point favorite because it's Purdy versus Brady. The 49ers are way the best team,
0: and that's that's why they're going to win.
1: Do they? Do they? Okay, I do they cover? Is the question now?
0: Tampa is so lucky they're not going out there five and seven. They should be going out there five and seven. They are
1: so lucky they're in that division.
0: Absolutely, and New Orleans gave that game away. Monday night, they had the game. They did a couple of dumb things that gave them a chance, and and Brady being Brady, uh, pulled them through. And by the way, I went to bed. I went to bed. I turned it off. I didn't. I think it was like five minutes left, and they punted, and the uh, Tampa crowd was booing them off the field. We and
1: okay, they punted. Heather mm-hmm. and I were downstairs. We went upstairs. Like, all right, let's go to bed. I checked my phone, and I saw that Tampa had scored. I said, oh, I'll turn this on. Yeah. And that's the only reason. I just happened to check yeah. my phone.
0: And if if you saw, they got a pass interference penalty in the end zone
1: Mm -hmm. that placed
0: the ball on the four.
1: Oh, yeah, I saw it.
0: And that was a break they needed, and it was pass interference. So, anyway, they got all the breaks. They ain't going to get the breaks out there. The 49ers defense is too good. They are going to kill Brady. The thing is, we're seeing this in the NFL now. The trend is to go to mobile quarterbacks. That's the new trend. In the NFL, Mm -hmm. you look, you got Hertz, you got Allen, you got Mahomes, you got Jackson, you got Justin Fields. Who am I leaving out? There's somebody else that can, oh, Kyler Murray. You got guys that can move.
1: You could throw Dak in there a little bit as well. Yeah, he can
0: move a little bit. He can get away from a pass rush. Right. Okay, so you got the stick man back there now. With all due respect to Brady, he can't move, he cannot move at all. Mm-mm. so you don't have any fear of rushing everybody because he can't get outside of you no, if you lose containment you catch him he has no speed that is killing them and they don't have a running game and their receivers are they're just not uh what's the word i'm trying to say they're not uh they're not
1: elite they're good
0: they're okay but you can't depend yeah. on them they're undependable so okay. yeah. yeah 49ers are going to shut them down I think you, you look at the over-under, 37.5, that may be too many. I could see them winning this game 16-6, uh, to 16-3. Six, 49ers minus 3.5. All
1: right, 49ers, Brock Purdy. I just want well, to put not, it on record.
0: He's not going to do anything. All he's going to do is not turn it over.
1: I just want to put it on record. You're picking Brock Purdy to beat Tom Brady.
0: I'm not picking Brock Purdy to beat Tom Brady. I'm picking the 49ers to beat the Bucks.
1: When we were down at OU watching Brock Purdy, well, he was at Iowa State, but when he would come to OU, did you ever think he would be in the NFL?
0: No, and I didn't think I would ever pick a team he's quarterback and against Tom Brady either. but Tom Brady, I'm not saying Tom Brady has is aged or well he has, but he doesn't have the type of team he's got to have. yeah the offensive line's not very good. they can't run the ball. And the San Francisco defense is going to eat him up. I think
1: you would think they would. yes. they, they
0: may hurt him. You know,
1: so. you would think. Yeah, yeah. I, or maybe not hurt him, but you would think they're gonna, they're gonna. Yeah, have I mean,
0: run. could. I mean, he's pretty brittle. <laughs> yeah, right. He's All gonna right. get some shots on him. I think.
1: Okay. All right. San Francisco wins. We're, gonna, we're not going to call, call for the death of Tom Brady on this show. We've already right. picked Brock Purdy, so we're not going to. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on Panthers. Are going to take on the Seahawks uh, at at Seattle. I almost fell out of my chair when I saw this line. Seattle is only a three and a half point favorite, which tells you Vegas doesn't like Seattle. No. I think they're going to cover, but I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, I think so. I think that line, the over under, might be too high because you know the Panthers aren't going to score much. You know, you got to figure they're going to get about ten. Yeah, maybe. Maybe thirteen. Seattle's gonna then got to score what uh, thirty to beat you. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm with you. That's shocking. Uh, Seattle doesn't blow anybody out. That's one thing. But I'm going to Seattle minus three and a half.
1: I gotta, uh, oh, I gotta agree with Curtis. I I said it in a, a group chat uh, with my fantasy league. They were talking about Brock Purdy's gonna be the quarterback, blah blah blah, and I said he's the worst. College quarterback that was, you know, quote unquote good that I've ever watched, right? Like, you always had to hide a oh, Brock Purdy's back and they're going to be really good. And then you'd watch me, it's like, he is awful. <laughs> so you yeah. could always count on Brock Purdy to turn the ball over late to cost them a game every time they're in a close game. That's yeah. the thing. They, they blame the coach. I always say he can't win a close game. Well, Brock Purdy, I mean, he had OU beat a few times and he would just throw it right to us to end the game. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, two to go here, Dolphins and the Chargers. (laughs) What is going to happen here? Dolphins are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The game is in Los Angeles, though. Chargers, I mean, you just never know from game to game. Any any clue what could happen in this game?
0: No, none whatsoever. Uh, Two weeks in a row for Miami out on the West Coast. I'm assuming they stayed out there probably. I don't know that, but uh, they're better than the Chargers but I can see an upset.
1: It feels, and I am going to throw up right after I say this, it feels like a chargers game. They win, right? Uh, Like they've been shitty enough that they're, Mm -hmm. they're not out of it, but they're kind of like, they're in trouble. And now they're going to beat a good team like this just to lose. Probably to some loser down the road that has won like four games.
0: It kind of feels like a last stand game for them.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if they have the, mentality, the guts, whatever you want to use the word to have a last stand. I don't know whether they can do anything about it. I'm with you but there's no way I'm betting this game not a chance in the world because you don't know what the Chargers are going to do We do know they have the talent. They've got the talent to beat Miami at home but I don't know that they can do it. So I'm staying away from it If I had to pick it, I would pick the Chargers plus three and a half Not sure they're going to win though
1: same chargers plus three and a half. Not sure they're going to win. Um, I'm with you. I just, yeah, I I can't do it. And I, I can't bet. I can't bet the chargers, but if you made me take a side, it's just logical that they're going to cover three and a half. So, all right. Final one of the day on Monday night, Patriots and the Cardinals, the Patriots are a one and a half point favorite on the road here against Arizona. This is another one. I really struggled to to try to figure out what's going to happen.
0: Impossible. Look at the home record of the Cardinals: one and six.
1: <laughs> That's why I took New England.
0: <laughs> I'm taking New England. It's a must game for them. The coaching's not even close.
1: Yeah,
0: it's arguable, but I think they're better than the Cardinals. They got a better team, and the Cardinals don't care where they're playing. They suck anywhere. See, they're three and two, three and two on the road, and one and six at home.
1: I think the Cardinals have the better roster. Probably. But I, I, like I said, sidelines, it's not even close. And and do they give a shit? Meter is definitely yeah. favoring the Patriots.
0: All right. The Patriots' schedule is tough. They still have a shot, though. They win this yeah. game. They're one game over five let Let's say Buffalo beats the Jets. The Jets and the Patriots have the same record. Yep. Yeah. So I am going Patriots just because of what's on the sidelines.
1: Curtis says a future Nick Saban assistant Cliff Kingsbury last game in the NFL question mark.
0: Pretty good, Curtis. That's pretty good. Um he would fit well. Yeah. He's a screwball, though. I don't know. I, I don't know the Saban money money staff, to be honest.
1: It almost kind of feels like he might be one to take a year off and kind of you know, I don't know, uh, retool or something. He he I looked tired to me.
0: I can't believe they haven't fired him yet. I'm shocked. I can't
1: either. It's really yeah,
0: shocking. I right out the season, I think. I don't think they're going to fire him.
1: Well, every yeah. week I'm like, okay, this is the week, and it's like, oh, he survived. You know, so <laughs> it is what it is. All right, that's the lineup. That's it all for this week. Uh, I've got another show at three o'clock. Blinkers off. Special guest, magic. That's right. Curtis oh, will be yeah. on. Yes, and. It's a must watch show. Curtis has something special lined up for the show. So,
0: and you guys are doing Gulfstream?
1: Uh, no, no, no. He is going to not. Magic's He's He's got Gulfstream at four o'clock for the Magic Mike show.
0: Okay. That's so right.
1: We are doing Bleakers Off at three o'clock.
0: So, Jared's not going to do it.
1: Jared is not. Yeah. He is not going to be on Bleakers Off this week. Right. It will be Magic. And we're going to draw for our fantasy league draft position. And Magic's got a little something special. And we're also right. going to do some stakes uh, coverage. And uh, maybe a little bit of derby coverage, too. So, well, it'll
0: be fun with Magic. He's Not that it's not fun with Jared, but it'll be fun with Magic because you never know what
1: in the hell he's going to do. Tune in because I do know something he's going to do, and you're going to be like, what in the hell? You need to watch it. I'm serious. It's it's going to be funny. So, I you
0: watch it live, but I'll go back and do it on YouTube.
1: I, I, I You need to do it. I have a feeling this video will be played. A stupid, naive, silly little goose.
0: Yeah, I would I would it's three to five that's gonna be played.
1: Yes, if Michael wants to set the odds on that, it'll be three to five. Maybe uh, even go down
0: to one to five. Yeah. Unless Magic just saw this.
1: Uh no, no, he, he he's not watching, I'm sure. All right. Uh okay, like I said, I gotta get out of here pretty quick, but okay. I do have a, a time for maybe one question.
0: I got two left. Okay, the- we
1: got we'll do two of them then. That's fine.
0: What the and one of them is real easy okay they both are what's your least favorite type of music
1: least favorite type of music
0: mm-hmm.
1: i like all music um <laughs> mm, mm-mm. least favorite what's your least favorite type heather least favorite type of music techno i don't like techno i'd say techno i don't even know what that is it's just dumb sounds you don't like like heavy metal like screaming yeah you don't like screaming well it's easy for me okay rap
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not young every song sounds exactly the same <laughs> rap yeah well that
1: that it made heather chuckle <laughs> exactly
0: the same i don't <laughs> like hip hop or hop hip or- <laughs> No, I don't understand it, but I'll tell you another thing. One more thing.
1: Uh, I don't know. Okay. getting to
0: the point where I can't understand a word some of these people are saying in these songs. Not not even
1: just rap, hip-hop at all songs, you're saying.
0: Yeah, this guy, this Post Malone. (laughs) Okay, we used to have, like, in the fall, basketball, when football's going on, and a lot of our kids were playing football – We'd have open gym for the five or six that weren't. Right. And they would let them play music, whatever. And they put him on. And I swear, I thought he was Japanese. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> he had one song, In a
1: different language.
0: I got the Suicide out. He had a song. I think it was Suicide. Was suicide,
1: a- yeah, baby. I don't
0: know. What I get was- that one. I got that word. That was the only one I heard. And I asked Isaiah. He's the one playing. And I said, is this, is, is this English? <laughs> so anyway. All right. Rap can't stand it. Okay, all right. Next. I don't don't like country music like I used to. I don't like, it's not country anymore.
1: I will say current country music is complete garbage. Yeah, I don't care for it. Complete garbage.
0: I don't like that hickey stuff either, but it's gone away too much. It's more pop than it is.
1: That just did. It's not really country anymore. Yeah, and every song sounds pretty much the same. Yeah.
0: All right, last one. Okay. You won a million dollars in the lottery. What would you spend it on?
1: million dollars in the lottery what would i spend it on well i'd give it to heather and then she would spend it on what okay <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm boy that's tough
0: do you realize in today's world you can spend a million dollars really quick
1: i know yes yes yeah. That's why you Honestly, yeah, Heather said we'd just put it in savings probably. <laughs> we wouldn't spend it.
0: <laughs> well, um, every bill you got. Gosh. Right.
1: Yeah, I you know, we were talking. We went to the the Blues game and and had a a good time, you know, and and really we sat down really low and mm-hmm. it was just different, a different experience, mm-hmm. you know, and we thought how cool would it be if like you know, if we lived closer, we could go to all the blues games. So maybe go get blue season tickets and then rent a place where we could stay for a few months during the season. How about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. There's no way I could be a season ticket holder to a baseball game or hockey or NBA because they play too many games. And yeah, that's no, just it. No, it's impossible.
1: We were like, we were looking at season tickets is like, Oh, we could do that. And it's like, you could make like four games because we live yeah. so far away.
0: Yeah. You know? Even if I lived in the city, I couldn't do
1: Oh, Yeah. That's true. Cause you get busy and you got other stuff going
0: stuff comes up. I mean, and baseball, you got 81 of them. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible.
1: But you know, you get 41 games of hockey. You would, you would feel like you need to at least go to 30 of them and, It'd be tough to do.
0: And then you run the risk of them being bad in that last two months. Mm-hmm. You might have 14 games that last two months. You go, I don't want to go see this crap. Yeah. Because sure. it is a hassle to go. It really is. I mean, you, you've you got to get there early. you got to find a place to park. You, you know, it, it's not easy.
1: Well, I would say that. And then uh, I would also, yeah, the hassle parking is a mess too. And then I would say uh, we're looking for a new car currently. So I, I'll say that as
0: well. So I. Would pay off everything I owe, which isn't yeah. much. I would donate some of it. Okay, pay off everything I owe. That wouldn't be much. <laughs> no, it's not. Thank goodness. I don't know money on much. I'd sock away some. Yeah. And I think I'd give if I had. Depends on what I had left, and I probably would. After I socked away some. Uh oh. I mean, I'd blow some. Uh. I would put at least 150,000 to St. Jude's.
1: That's the best charity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I would do. Or I may I may I may donate 150,000 there, 75,000 to uh an animal shelter.
1: Yeah, that'd be good.
0: Yeah. Because that's my two biggies. So,
1: yeah. I I think that would be good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, there prob- you go. Hopefully, you win it.
0: I probably no. you can't win it if you don't buy it. That's true, <laughs>
1: that's true.
0: And I'm not buying them because you might as well just piss out 20 bucks, two bucks, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. Yes, yeah. I don't, so play I don't play be. It either. So. Well, anyway, that's it. All right. Well, we usually do a couple more, but we're not today because we have another show coming up in let's see, not great at math 43 minutes from yeah. now. Bleakers Off will come on. It'll be Magic and I uh having a fun little show for you about we'll do about a 40 minute show we got a condensed show but a fun one for you don't want to miss magic's gonna gonna be really good on that one i promise you that so blinkers off coming on now 42 minutes away we'll talk about some stakes action as well and then right after blinkers off magic mike will do the late pick four at Gulfstream park for saturday so uh two more big shows coming up all right guys we're getting out of here Good luck if you're playing this weekend, and if you're going to Oakland, or even if you're just playing it, have fun, guys. It's going to be a very good week. All right, guys. See so, ya. Yeah. Like this is due to bet sports. Due to bet sports, it's your favorite show. Due to bet sports, where degenerates go. Due to bet sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman. and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the first
0: oh, is full of shit.